Amen. Can we clap our hands to Jesus just for a moment? Can we give him praise? Come on, give him praise with all, even the fruit of your lips. Come on, let's give him honor and glory that he is worthy of in this house. Come on, there's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody like Jesus. Amen. I, I'm so grateful to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, I, I will say personally for me, uh, I feel a breakthrough in my spirit. And I feel some victory in my spirit over some things God's been dealing with me about. And I'm so grateful to be in the house of God with people, amen, that are willing to usher in the presence of the Lord and to lift him up. Amen. And I want to let you know, visitor, friend, uh, that what you feel here today is supernatural. Amen. This is what the ministry of Jesus was all about, was bringing heaven down on earth. And what is being revealed in this place is his presence and his glory and heaven is touching down. And just like what Jesus did in his earthly ministry, every, every wounded person, every, no matter what situation, circumstance, death, hell, and the grave, anytime Jesus touched it, it never stayed the same. And can I tell you, that same presence, that same power is in this house. And I believe the Lord is going to do a wonderful and a miraculous work in this place. Amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, I want to turn to two passages of Scripture very quickly. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. It's in the Old Testament as well as Romans chapter number 11 and verse 33. Amen. And as you're turning there, I want to give honor. Uh, it is an honor to be here with you all. And I, I feel to some degree a uh, this is a second church home for us. And uh, we love and appreciate ARC. And uh, we love being here. Not only is your air quality better than ours, but it is a breath of fresh air to be here with you. Amen. And I give honor to Pastor and Sister Hood and uh, their loving leadership and their hospitality and, uh, and also for their friendship and their constant love uh, to us and our family and supporting us in prayer and just encouraging words and sometimes just a shoulder to cry on. Praise God. <laughs> Everybody needs somebody like that in their life. Amen. And we're blessed. And you are all blessed to have them. And I know I've been here um, a few times, and I've had the honor to be here. And uh, sometimes it's with my family, and sometimes it's they're not able to make it, have to hold down the fort at home or whatever the case is. But I'm so thankful to have my family with me this time around. And uh, the love of my life, Leah, and, uh, and uh, our little sidekicks. And uh, they're my kids when they're doing great. When they're not my kids, I mean, when they're doing bad, it's... They're her kids, praise God. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and for those ladies who are in attendance uh, yesterday with your event, I pray and I hope you were blessed as much as I know my wife and my daughter were. And uh, it's just good to be together with God's people. And, uh, and I know she set a high bar for me, so we're going to do our best here today in Jesus' name. Amen. We're so thankful for the invitation. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29, it says, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us. Everyone say us. And to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Romans chapter number 11 and verse 33. It says, oh, the depths of the riches, both of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. With the help of the Lord and your help today, I just want to preach to us on this simple thought. Standing between secrets and revelation. Standing between secrets and revelation. Can we put our Bibles down one more time? Let's just lift up our voice to the Lord today. We need his help. 
in this place today. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the presence that we feel here today, God. We're so thankful that you are present meeting with us here today, God. You know every heart and every life that is here, God. No life is here by accident or coincidence. But, God, you have set before us a divine appointment, an opportunity, Lord, to hear your word, to respond to your word, and for our eternity to be forever changed. I am believing today, Lord, that your word, God, is going to be a light unto our path. You are going to illuminate. You are going to bring clarity. You are going to bring hope. And you are going to bring strength to your people today. And I'm asking you, God, by your grace, that, God, as I decrease, that your spirit may increase. God, touch my feeble lips of clay, God. Help me get out of the way that your word may take preeminence in this place today. We thank you. And we love you and we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Can we just clap our hands one more time as we're seated in the house of the Lord? Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. As Pastor Hood already said, I'm standing. As he walked us in, he said, you're going to smell a holy smell of tacos, carne asada tacos. And I, all I, I walked in, I, I forgot that you guys have prayer room back here, and I felt bad. I walked in, I said, oh, my goodness, uh, this is not a good position to be in, praise God. But the Bible says that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. So I pray we'll prosper in the spirit as well as prosper in carne asada tacos after, praise God. But in our text in Deuteronomy chapter 9, God's people are on the verge of the promised land. Moses is speaking to his people for the last time as their leader. And Deuteronomy, if you follow the theme and the structure of Deuteronomy, it is basically a few series or uh, series of sermons that are being preached just in the last few months of the life of Moses. And we've come now in Deuteronomy 29 uh, to Moses' final words to God's people. And I like you today, and I know sometimes we can distance ourselves from the reading of God's word, and, and we read it, and we have the pleasure and we have a privilege that they did not have in those times was to be able to flip just a few pages over and see how the story ends. And so I would encourage us as we read this and go through this today that we would stop just for a moment and put ourselves in their position. Uh, Moses is now speaking and he's getting real to with the people of God. And he's and I, I'll just let's just flip this on uh, the script today. If you were standing before your greatest loved one. And you had to tell them a word, the last word that you would ever tell them. And tell them what you, what the investment of life is all about. What would you say? If you had a short period of time to tell them what really matters and what life in the supreme importance of life really is, what would you tell them? This is the position that Moses is in now. Good title of just the last few sermons of Moses to God's people is there's two ways to live. Moses begins to outline and tell them you are about to enter into God's promise. You're about to enter into the promised land of God. But Moses knows here that he is not going with him. And he's not go he's going to be with God. And here he distills down this fatherly message to God's people. And he tells them this as you enter into the land, remember that there are two ways to operate in life. Moses begins to list the obedience, uh, the, the blessings that come with the obedience to God and the directing of God that has led them faithfully to where they are now, about to obtain the promise of God. And he begins to tell them, if you continually fully obey God, you will be blessed in the city and you'll be blessed in the field and you'll be blessed in the country or the, the, you, you'll be blessed everywhere. The fruit of your room will, will, womb will be blessed. Your crops will be blessed. You will be blessed. 
But he also lets them know, as a good father should, that if you do not follow the direction and the will of God and you operate in disobedience, there will not be blessing. There will be equally judgment and cursing that you will bring upon yourself. The same opportunity of blessing that you have in obedience to God, there will also be the other side of that same coin. And now I want you now to switch from the position of Moses now to switch to the position of the people of God that are now hearing the final words of Moses. You're about to enter into a land that you cannot even imagine or think of, and I'm sure everyone had their own opinion of what the promised land was going to look like. And now they're hearing this final message from Moses, and now they're understanding that there are two ways to live and, and which path the nation was going to walk and, 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 and what condition were they going to leave their children in. What is it going to look like in five years, in ten years, in the uncertainty around them, not knowing what they were going to face, not knowing what world they're going to hand into their children? Can I tell you here today, amen, this is a question I often ask myself every day. As a parent, amen, of three children under the age of ten, I often think, what kind of world am I leaving my kids in? Amen. What kind of condition and environment, amen, and what kind of stories and memories, amen, are they going to have? Are they going to look at the house of God as something, amen, that they enjoyed being in the presence and feeling the peace and the glory of God? Amen. Are they going to know the contention of strife in my home? What kind of world am I going to leave to my kids? Amen. I'm real talking here today. This is the position that God's people were standing in here is saying, what way, what road are we going to operate in? But in the middle of this, 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 this powerful and glorious message that Moses is giving to his people or God's people, rather, he tells them here, hold on one minute. I want to tell you something. He pauses and tells them, I know we know if you obey God, God's going to honor you and bless you. If you disobey God, it's going to bring cursing and dysfunction. He says, but let me tell you this little little nugget. Let me tell you this little word of wisdom. There are some secret things that belong to God. And he lets them know that there are also some things, amen, that are revealed to us that belong to us. But they don't just belong to us. They belong to our children. And if you follow what belongs to you and you represent that faithfully in your home, your children are going to get a hold of it. And it will allow them to be blessed and wherever they go. It will allow them to know God as you know God. Amen. The truth that Moses mentioned here is stated so simply, but yet it is so profound. There are some secret things that belong to God. And there are some things that belong to us. And that life in its whole are divided into two parts. Things that belong to God and things that belong to us. Can I talk to you here today just about this? There, there, there are God, things that God chooses to keep secret that you and I will never know and we may not ever understand. Amen. And there, but yet there are also things that God has chosen to reveal to his people and that he not only revealed them to you, but now he entrusts them into your hands and into your care. And can I talk to somebody that just wants to be real in the house of God today? Amen. Oftentimes you and I, we wrestle with the things that are not God never intended for us to carry and they belong to him. Amen. All the while we neglect what God has entrusted into our hands. Uh, can I talk to somebody today? Hey, oh, come on. Mm. Amen. God keeps something secret, and we better get comfortable with that here today. 
Oftentimes in our attempt to control our destiny and control our life, we want to know everything that is going on and going to happen in advance. Tell me how we're going to get there, how long it's going to take, what are we going to have to do. I need to know what are we doing when we do that. We are doing everything we can to hold on to the control of our lives. Yet can I tell you here today, amen, all of us, if you've lived any length or period of life, you know, amen, no matter how hard you plan and no matter how hard you try, there's just some things that are outside of your control. And it's in those moments uh, that we got to recognize this thing does not belong to me uh, but it belongs to God uh, I don't mean to get ahead of myself today amen but my future does not belong to me it belongs in the hand of God uh, oh come on uh, uh, yeah 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 but when you and I recognize what belongs to us what ultimately belongs to God, it is a humbling and a rewarding experience. And this is why the Bible, and again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but this is why the Bible says, amen, that wisdom uh, and understanding comes first, starts uh, in fearing God. In other words, you are recognizing how small you are and how big he is. Uh, amen. That's when understanding and knowledge comes. Uh, amen. When you recognize I am not in control of all of this. If you've been a Christian for five minutes or 50 years, you should know. That you and I are going to face things and questions that we do not have answers to. And can I tell you one of the things that I've learned, amen, and just in the last five years in pastoring is I am completely comfortable with saying I do not know. going to say, preacher, you're supposed to have all the answers. You're supposed to know. You best believe I get in the word of God and study my best. I pray. I get a hold of God and I'll cry. I'll snot. Amen. And get, try to get a hold of Jesus and say, God, I want to know what you're doing. But can I tell you, there are some moments when I prayed for people for healing, but yet God chose to take them anyways. And I had to hold, amen, their widowed spouse as they cried on my shoulder. And I had to sit there saying, God, I don't know why you did it this way, but I am trusting that this belongs to you. I don't have the answers, but this one belongs to you. And let me dispel somebody's theology today, is it is not a part of faith to pretend you have an answer to every question. It is okay for the people of God to say, I do not know, but he knows. Why? It's because our faith bows before the mystery of what God has chosen to keep hidden. And living by faith means accepting the limits of our revelation. But not just accepting those limitations, but also affirming what God has chosen to reveal to us. And oftentimes, especially, we, we love, amen, to celebrate and dance about the things uh, in which have been revealed to us. And we're going to get there in a moment uh, that we're about to dance about what God has already shown us, uh, amen. But equally important to what God has, has revealed to us, we got to also recognize, uh, amen, that there are just some things that God chooses to keep uh, in his hand, uh, amen. And I, I want to preach to somebody here today, uh, amen, if we are ever going to make it to what God wants us to go to, uh, amen, and step in faith uh, and walk in the authority that God has intended for this church and for in our families and in our homes and in our marriages there's just going to be some times that we got to recognize amen the sovereignty of a good God and say this one don't belong to me amen this one's beyond my weight limit this one's beyond my batting average and I'm just going to lay this in the hands of a good and a faithful God amen there's something here I'm very careful 
with things and when I make unequivocal, uh, just just down the line, I, 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 that one saying we all know, it never say never, but I will give you a never moment that you could take to the bank, is God never declares everything to man. There are some secrets that God has that he will always have. And here's the thing. He has a right to have these secrets. Why? Because he's God. This is what we call the sovereignty of God. This is exactly what Job, when he went through hell and he lost everything, when he st finally stood before God, he said, Job, let me ask you, where were you when I began to bring this world into existence? Where were you when I, and Job realized, ah, I, I, this is beyond me. There are some things that we got to recognize that God is bigger and he is smarter. Amen. And he is greater than we could ever even understand. And we must simply accept this. And this is equally a part of faith. This is what the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 55. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. Amen. He begins to go ahead and correlate that as just as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts, not your thoughts. And let me talk to somebody today. Amen. God. Amen. And then this is what Moses was trying to convey to the people. You are going to go down some roads. You are going to face some giants and you're going to face some circumstances and you're going to face some walls. Amen. That do not you cannot see a way through. And it's in these moments that you got to remind yourself this one belongs to God. Amen. Can I tell you, if you follow through, amen, in the Bible, you'll see the next thing, the next hurdle they had to face uh, was that river. Uh, amen. They had to see God deliver them through another baptism of the water. Uh, he had to see them. And when they got on the other side of that thing, uh, amen, what were they confronted with? They were confronted with the impenetrable walls of Jericho. Amen. And we love to shout uh, how they walked around the building uh, and they shouted uh, and they did all of that. We love to shout about that. But I guarantee you, when it got to day two and day three, uh, they were walking around that wall saying, what in the world? are we doing? Uh, amen. I don't understand what we're doing, but there it was. Joshua said, y'all remember what Moses said. Uh, there's just some secrets that belong to God. Uh, and what God has revealed to us is that we walk in faithfulness uh, around the city uh, and we worship and we declare the glory and the goodness uh, of a God that has brought us this far uh, and he will not leave us. Uh, and there was one day uh, when finally the trumpets blew. Uh, amen. And the walls begin to fall down. Uh, amen. Why? Because they operated in the faith and acknowledged uh, that there's just something that belong to God. Huh. Preacher, what does that mean to me? It's a cute story. There will be days in life that make no sense to you and I. They will baffle us. We cannot reconcile it. We cannot work them out. And the reality is, is oftentimes it will tempt us to despair. And we will feel like sometimes throwing up our hands and saying, I've done all that I know to do. But somehow life still makes no sense. And oftentimes it's in these moments that we want to give up. 
Like, this is what Moses is telling them. I am telling you, amen, that the secret things belong to God, not uh, that you would be frustrated or that you would be led to despair, uh, amen, but that you would recognize uh, that there is such a liberty uh, in knowing that there's just some things uh, that belong to God. Uh, I've simply come here today to preach to somebody. Do not be discouraged uh, when you do not understand, uh, amen. Do not be discouraged when things do not work out the way you want them to. Do not be discouraged uh, when your body turns against you. Uh, do not be discouraged when you all oh, come on somebody and you prayed and you sought God and you still show up to church and you still clap your hands and you still do the best you can and you're wondering God why in the world is this thing not changing and the enemy would love to get in there and begin to push you down the road of despair but it's in those moments that you got to stand up with your shoulders back amen and say nah this one belongs to God amen I don't have an answer I've done all I could do to stand and here I am recognizing this one belongs to him God chooses to withhold understanding but we must lean on who we know in these moments. This is when we got to lean on him to know. Rather, we need to lean on him. Not in what we know, but with who we know him to be. The psalmist in Psalm 84 describes, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. It goes on and says, No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The psalmist is not making uh, just some, some, some uh, casual contrast here. He's saying there are some times that God is like the sun, uh, and he illuminates, and he allows us to have revelation and understanding to see where we're going and what we're doing. And there are times that God illuminates these things and bring revelation. But equally as much as he is a God of revelation and understanding, he is also a God uh, that sometimes shields us from things uh, that we do not understand. Uh, and I want to talk to you today about this. Uh, amen. Uh, but he goes on and he says, but no, not it's in his character to be the light uh, and the shield. Uh, but rest assured on this, uh, that he will not withhold any good thing from you. Uh, amen. This is all I've come here today to preach to somebody. Amen. There are times we do not see uh, and we will not understand. Uh, but it's in these moments that we got to recognize he will not hold uh, any good thing from his people. Uh, Here's the contrast, or, or rather, here's the tension of the world in which we are living in. We live in a world, and I pray we'll get an amen on this one, praise God. We live in a world where knowledge and the pursuit of knowledge, that, that's, that's just the best thing ever. And why, why do we feel this way? Is oftentimes, is because knowledge is at your fingertips. And while I'm preaching, you can start Googling saying, is this preacher preaching the right thing? <laughs> you can start trying to get some understanding. You get some knowledge, get some, some perspective on some things. Can I tell you also today that there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge is the collection of information. Wisdom, on the other hand, is to know the proper application of the knowledge that you've received. So not all knowledge is good knowledge. 
let me, let me get real practical for somebody today. Knowledge is knowing that an avocado is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing you do not put that in the fruit salad. <laughs> and if you've done that, we will have an opportunity to repent at the end of service. There is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And oftentimes in our pursuit of knowledge and trying to understand where we are and where God has us, amen, we get so frustrated that we do not have the wisdom to carry us through in those moments. And so, God, come on, somebody. Can I take it? Oh, man. Let's back up to the very first few pages of the Bible. In Genesis, we, we, we often talk about it's the fruit, it's the fig, it's the apple. Amen. It's the serpent. It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But fundamentally, that story implicates something very clearly that often we miss is the fact that, that, that what the serpent tempted Eve with was not just something that God told them not to do in the disobedience, but what it also was is he began to change her view of what, what, what how righteous and how faithful God has already been. Uh, and so, oh, come on, somebody. Amen. He began to say, God is withholding knowledge from you. Uh, God is withholding information that he does not want you to have. Uh, and so, therefore, when the enemy began to speak into Eve's ear, it was in that moment uh, that her view of the fruit uh, began to change and say, oh, now I see it as good to eat. Uh, can I tell you, this is exactly what the enemy does to us, uh, is when we are going through situations and circumstances, uh, and we're holding our spouse's hand, uh, and we're walking through financial trial, uh, and we're walking through issues in our health uh, and our children are wiling out uh, amen and the job is not not working out the way it should uh, and we're just going through it uh, the enemy begins to speak into our ear and say look how god uh, has been withholding something from you uh, look how god oh come on amen and he begins to say you know what uh, amen you need to start shaking free in your faithfulness uh, because it's just not working uh, oh come on uh, and the Bible tells us, uh, amen, it was when she began to change uh, her view uh, that God felt like he, she was, he was withholding something from her. She took what did not belong to her. <laughs> you and I are tempted with this very same thing every single day. You say, God... I'll go do that if you show me how it's going to get done. Sometimes God puts us in situations and circumstances that require us to operate in obedience first. And then revelation comes. You say, oh, no, that's controlling. No, 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 no. Let me let me give you a revelation here today. The reason why there's a couple reasons why God sometimes does not reveal things to us in its entirety. And one of the ones I think all of us would get is this, is if God showed you the things that you were going to have to go through to get to where he wants to take you. Most of us would tap out before we ever walk through the door of God's calling on our life. Amen. If, if God just choose, amen, to illuminate everything, every trial, every circumstance, amen, every devil that you're going to have to beat back out of your household. Amen. Every, oh, come on. Every health trial that you're going to have to get through and walk through to see the victory of God. Many of us would not want to walk in that path. Amen. The, oh, come on. There's an old saying that says everyone wants to be healed, but nobody wants to be sick. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Oh, come on. And this is the blessing. This is the faithfulness of a good God that says, I know what I can give you before it will crush you and hurt you. And so I'm going to be a shield in this moment. 
moment and just say, trust me that I will not withhold any good thing from you. Trust me that I'm going to walk with you. Trust me that I am faithful and I've never left you before. Amen. And I will not leave you through this. You can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you do not have to fear evil. Why? Because his rod and his staff, they comfort me. You can stand in front of your enemies, and he will prepare a table before you. Why? Amen. Because you know he will not hold any good thing from you. Uh, amen. You know, as a, as a dad, and as a dad, you know, discipline is not a hard thing. I, I, I don't enjoy disciplining my kids. Don't get me wrong. Actually, I don't really enjoy doing all that. But I know it's part of the job. But you know, one of the things that keeps me up at night, one of the things that I pray about over my family is, God, give me the wisdom and give me the grace to know how to equip my children for the world that we're living in. But here's the thing. I don't just pray for that. I also pray, God, give me the right timing to give it to my kids. Because I don't want my kids to go into this world ignorant of the devices of this world. I don't want my kids to walk in this world ignorant uh, of the perversion and the wickedness that they're going to have to face someday. I want to equip them with good values and the godly, the, the word. I want to equip them with peace and hope and joy of the Holy Ghost really feels like. I want to equip them for those things. But also I don't want them to walk in ignorance of what's really going on outside of our household. But the hardest struggle as a parent, many of you can attest to this, some of you have far greater experience than I do, is oftentimes acknowledging and knowing when to give them understanding of some things. Because I, the, the thing that, that freaks me out about this is I don't want to give something that's going to hurt my kids before they are mature to receive the understanding that I'm going to give them. Why? It's because I'm trying to be a faithful father. I'm trying to be a father, amen, that is giving my kids all that they need to walk in the will and the purpose of God. And can I tell you, this is the faithful father that we serve, is he knows how much to give us before it destroys us. He knows, oh, come on, and sometimes he got to be a shield to say, ah, oh, you don't need to see this right now. You just need to keep on walking in faithfulness. You got to keep on walking in obedience. You got to keep on walking, leaning and hoping and trusting in me. Because if I showed you what was really going on, this thing would hurt you. And oftentimes, we will destroy ourselves. We will destroy our peace. We will destroy our reputation. We will destroy our sanity. We will destroy our family when we begin to wrestle with things that God has not willed for us to see yet. <laughs> Can I take this even a step further for somebody today? Some of us have gone through life looking to right wrongs that others have done to us. And it's the lens in which we see life through. And this is the culture of the world around us. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. You get them before they get you. Why? That's because someday, at some point in your life, somebody did you wrong. 
Somebody that you trusted, someone that you thought was going to have your best interest in heart did not show up when they were supposed to. And quite frankly, they used that against you. And all of a sudden now you're seeing the world through that lens of distrust and you're seeing the world as a wounded person. And now you are looking for every opportunity just to get up before somebody gets you. But can I tell you, that's something that does not belong to you. That identity that you have caged you, y'all, come on, that, 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 that way you have built your life around protecting yourself at all costs, amen, and getting them before they get you. That's not the way God has designed you. Amen. And he wants you to know here today, amen, that, that, that vengeance is his, saith the Lord. He will repay. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody. This is those moments, amen, that oh, there's a freedom when you recognize, amen, I can avenge myself, but I choose to allow this to be in the hands of God. I choose to give this over to God, and I will not find my identity in the, oh, come on, somebody. Oh, We will wrestle with things that do not belong to us. And it will hurt us. And we will op always operate in distrust. And the moment somebody even gets close to that little wound and that sore, that sore spot in our spirit, the moment our spouse taps around that issue, we instantly put the guard up. Because now we are identifying with our wound. Why? you've taken something that does not belong to you. But I believe in this house here today that there are going to be some people that choose, that are going to take their spouse by the hand, that are going to take their kids by the hand, they're going to grab themselves by the nap of their neck and bring themselves to the altar and say, God, I am tired of carrying this on my own. And God, this one does not belong to me. I'm tired of being identified with this. I'm tired of always feeling like I hit this wall time and time and time again. And I can't seem to break through it. It's in these moments, God, I don't want the, I don't want the sun. I don't want you to illuminate. I just want you to be my shield. And God, I'm trusting that you are going to help me through this. And I'm trusting, hey, God, this is not mine any longer. something else retribution revenge is avenging yourself those things don't belong to you you know what else doesn't belong to you your tomorrow doesn't belong to you james chapter 4 tells us that we do everything we can to plan for tomorrow and we be a good steward we're going to talk about stewardship in just a minute you're saying preacher be done they're talking <laughs> i promise i'm a lot closer to being done than you realize but oftentimes we, we, you you got to do your best to use your, your, your time wisely, your money well. you got to steward those things well. That, that's, a, that's a godly principle. But oftentimes we get so in love of our tomorrow that we are never operating in what God has called us to do today. And some, oh, come on, somebody. Can you talk about it? Oftentimes we fall in love with the idea of tomorrow, amen, that we are robbed of the joy of today. And God is saying, let me tell you something. No matter how hard you plan and no matter what you do, your tomorrow belongs to me. And James was reminding the people of God, you can plan, you can do it all, but life is like a vapor. It is here one moment and it is gone. And we should not see tomorrow like it belongs to us. But he says, if the Lord wills it, let it be done. If the Lord chooses to do it, it's in his hands. And I believe there is a free in that there's some folks that, that have been worried they've been staying up at night uh, because they're not sure how tomorrow is going to turn out uh, they don't know how the bills are going to get paid uh, they don't know how and they've been struggling uh, with the fact uh, that God I've been faithful I've been doing everything I can and I'm now falling into despair uh, and uh, God has sent this preacher here today uh, to tell you tomorrow belongs to God Amen. Amen. 
Tomorrow belongs to God. There's such a freedom, folks, when we recognize that some things don't belong to us, some things belong to Him. In the short years of pastoring, there's just some things I do not have answers to. I don't know how, God, you're going to work it out. I don't know. I'm just doing my best to be faithful with the few things that you've given me. I'm doing my best, God, to show up, uh, to pray, uh, to love on folks, uh, to teach Bible studies, uh, to be there for folks, uh, to preach your word faithfully, uh, to make sure the lights are on. I'm doing everything I can, uh, and there's just some things I do not have answers to. And there's been just such a freedom in my spirit uh, in saying, God, uh, as long as I am faithful with what you have revealed to me, uh, the rest of that belongs to you. Amen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so when God, when I begin to pray uh, and I get in the throne room of God and I pray and I call out to him uh, and when God says wait, uh, it's in those moments I don't get frustrated anymore. I can finally look to him and say, oh, this one belongs to you, God. And can I tell you, even sometimes when God says no uh, and I, I may not like it and I may not feel it and it may step on my toes, uh, it's in those moments that I have a comfort uh, in saying uh, this secret belongs to you, God. Uh, uh, come on, somebody. Uh, it's in these moments when I'm going through a trial uh, that I could say now. Uh, Amen. I could proclaim this secret thing belongs to God. That he's not here to hurt me. He knows my frame. He knows how far to bend me before I break. God withholds these things for our benefit sometimes, church. And there are also some things that are only revealed through relationship. There are some things that I will not share with you, not because I don't like you, not because I don't trust you, but you got to draw near in relationship for me to share some parts of who I am. We all know this. This is why you would be very uncomfortable if I took your debit card and I paid for my lunch with it. But if your spouse does it, you may get mad too, praise God. <laughs> Pastor's marriage counseling office will be open at the end of service, praise God. But there's just some things that through the intimacy of relationship that are revealed and there's trust and there's and now I can receive some things because I know your motivation is not to hurt me. But can I tell you, can I can I just can I meddle just for a moment? Every one of us need people in our life that we trust enough to deliver even hard truths to us. This is how God has orchestrated things in our life. This is that, that structure that God has established within the church, within the home, amen, we, we, even on your job, amen, that there are situations and circumstances that people could deliver hard truths to you. And you may not like it in the moment, but the reality is when you understand that you are doing it for my benefit, I can receive the sting of correction and actually embrace it and understand. I may not understand it all now, but I'm willing to embrace it and step in it in obedience and trust that you mean the best for me. And this is exactly what God is letting us know here today. Amen. Uh, that there's just some things you will not get unless you draw close. And you trust me and my character long enough to let me show you how I'm going to work this out in your life. This theme is all throughout Scripture from Abraham. Of, of God saying, I'm going to bring you into a promise. I'm going to bring you into lands. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to help you. Amen. But I'm not going to tell you everywhere to go. I just want you to go. Just keep on walking. And through every step that Abraham had to go through, he said, man, I don't know how you're going to do it. And Abraham messed up. Praise God. 
this is not my wife, this is my sister. <laughs> Abraham did all kinds of messed up things in the process. And can I tell you, every one of us do too. Amen. Sometimes when we take things out of the hands of God and say, let me fix it for myself. Instead of trusting that God knows what's best for us in those moments. And all the secrets and all the unknowns, we have to remind ourselves that there are some things that just belong to God. There's another side of this coin. And give me five minutes. Somebody start the shot clock. Very good. <laughs> start the taco clock. Very good. There are things that belong to God, but there are also things that God has chosen to reveal to us. And now those things that he has revealed to us not only have been revealed to us, but now they belong to us. Just as much as faith bows before the mystery of things kept hidden, faith also stands on the promises that God has revealed. And these are the two dimensions of our faith is that we are faithfully walking in what God has shown us already. And what Moses is also saying here, and sometimes it's missed, is that what God has chosen to reveal to you is enough to sustain you and to keep you in where God has you. This is why, and I'll be honest, this is something even I struggle with, is, is, is sometimes I wonder about the simplicity of some people's faith, and I, uh, man, I'll be honest, man, there's some people that are like, hey, this, the Bible says that I believe it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Where's your savings at, brother? <laughs> hey, man, why don't you buy some new tires before you quit your job? Yeah. I, and I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to think through it. I want to understand it. I want to get it. But there's also times in your walk with God that, that some people just say, hey, you know what? I believe this is what God is calling me to do. Amen. God's confirmed it through his word. God's confirmed it through, amen, what my ministry and leadership in my life. Amen. I know this is God and God is doing it. I'm willing to step out in faith and confidence. Why? Because God has revealed it to me and I can walk in assurance knowing that God is going to do it. Amen. And somehow God, the doors just begin to open and God begins to meet them in that need, in that situation and circumstance. Why? Is because there's something about somebody that says, I know if he says he's a provider he's going to provide and uh, there's something about the blessing of somebody that says you know if he says it i believe it can I, can I take this even a step further amen this is why in the house of god we should not be ashamed of what god has delivered you from <laughs> amen this is why you shouldn't put your head down in shame, uh, amen, when you got some tattoos and uh, on your body. You should not be ashamed, uh, amen, when you still got some track marks on your arm, uh, amen, and you have been set free uh, from the lifestyle that God has set you free from, uh, amen. Why? It's because you are letting everybody else around you know, uh, amen, God still does a work. Uh, you are letting them know, uh, I'm just showing, uh, amen, what God has revealed to me, that he still delivers from heroin. Uh, he still puts marriages back together. Uh, he still touched broken minds. Minds. He still touches broken bodies. Amen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You are operating in what God has revealed to you. Oh, come on. Amen. We can stand to our feet today. The Bible says that we are epistles. 
For those of you that are not fans of the King's English, you are a letter written and known among men. For those of you that like the modern English, (laughs) your life is a walking, living, breathing letter that God still touches, that God still heals, that God still saves. I know your marriage may not be where you want it to be, but the fact that you're still together and things are moving in a godly and a right direction, amen, you are letting somebody know when they walk through the door on the, on the verge of divorce, amen, if they can make it through all of that, I think I can make it too. If God has done that for them, he could do it for me. This is why vulnerability and honesty is, is, is important in the house of God. Is because you could say, amen, God has revealed to me some things. And that thing that God has revealed to me, he could do it for you. Can I just talk to the church folks for a second? This is why we got to dance before the Lord even when we don't feel like it in our body. This is why we got to show up to the house of God even when we don't feel like it. Is because you and I do not have a choice, uh, amen, anymore. Oh, come on. We, we do not have, have, have the privilege uh, of obfuscating the responsibility of what has been revealed to us because with revelation comes responsibility. That is a theme throughout Scripture. You cannot change my mind otherwise. The Bible says, for whom much is given, much is required. And oftentimes we do our best sometimes to hide uh, the things that God has already revealed. Uh, and we cannot afford to do that. Uh, we got to show, uh, amen, we got to wear it high. And proud to let somebody know, look what the Lord has done for me. Amen. When I'm dancing before the body of Christ, I'm not doing this for my benefit. I'm just letting you know that God has revealed to me that there is joy in my praise. Amen. When I begin to, oh, come on. When I show up to the house of God, despite what kind of week I've had, I'm letting people know and I'm letting hell know. Amen. That God is working. God is faithful. God has not left. Man, you know what God has entrusted to us? What God has revealed to us that our time does not belong to us. That's what it means to redeem the time, to take it out of meaningless and frivolity and use it for something that has eternal difference. The health that you have, and I I know some of us, our health is not where we want it to be. But the little bit that you've got, you better use it for the glory and the honor of God. Because you and I cannot afford to hide what God has already revealed to us. This is what the Lord requires of us, church. I know it's not Mother's Day yet. Pastor Hood will preach a phenomenal Mother's Day message, and I will listen in. Praise God. I'm not a mother, but I'll be blessed anyway. (laughs) Our children are entrusted to our hands. And it is our job, men of God, women of God, to let them know what matters. What you are doing here right now is not insignificant. Your children are watching you. Huh. The 
just talk to the men for a moment. Sometimes we, we will hide from our responsibility and busyness and our hobbies and our jobs. And, and God bless you, it's a noble thing to show up and provide for your family. But do not hide from the opportunity of letting your children know what really matters. If God has shown you, he's revealed to you the power of prayer, you have, an you have an obligation to show that to your children. If God has revealed to you that he is still a healer, when your kids are sick with a fever, that you lay your hands on their head and you begin to pray over them and say, in the name of Jesus, I would command you to be healed right now. I command the fever to break. It's in these moments when God has revealed some things to you. When you're tucking your kid into bed, they look at you and they say, Mommy, Daddy, what are those marks on your arm? You say, baby, this is the marks of God's grace and God's mercy. When your kids look at you and say, Mommy, Daddy, why don't we do the things that everybody else does? You can say, oh, let me tell you. It's because God has been gracious and merciful, amen, to set us free from the bondage of this world. Amen. We stand, amen, in the revelation of what God has given us, the revelation that we could be set free, that we could made over, be made over again. When your kids, your adult kids, your teenage kids, and I pray that you would cover me in God's grace and prayer as well. When my kids start getting into teenage years, I will never, amen, I will not apologize. My kids will be kids, and they will make mistakes. And it's in those moments that I can look to them and say, let me, let me show you something God's revealed to me. There's something called the altar of repentance. something about the grace and the mercy of God that is new every morning, honey. And I'm not going to shame you into a pew. I'm going to love you into a pew. <laughs> and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. I'm going to show you how faithful God has been to me. He revealed this to me, and it belongs to me. And now, honey, it belongs to you. Can we begin to pray all across this building right now? I believe right now I feel a spirit of despair leaving this house right now. I feel a cloud of doubt and fear and shame falling off right now in the name of Jesus. And I believe right now in this house today that there are going to be some souls that say, you know what, God, I did not understand. I didn't understand why I had to go through the roads that I went through. I didn't understand why I had to endure the abuse and, and the neglect that I went through in life. Uh, and can I tell you, visitor, saint of God, uh, amen, that is not the will of God. That is just the, the nature of a broken and sinful world. Uh, but there is a God that is able to take our brokenness uh, and make something beautiful. Uh, there is a God here today uh, that is able to let you know I'm able uh, to take your, 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 your scars uh, and make something beautiful out of them. Uh, and they are a testimony uh, that I have never left to you, but I am here with you right now. Is there anybody in this house today that is willing to lead their family, to lead their loved ones, to lead themselves to this altar right now and say, God, God, I'm trusting you to be my shield. I'm trusting that you are a gracious and a good God and that you know what's best for me. 
and I refuse to take things into my hands, God, and I'm going to lay some things at this altar that, God, I will not pick up again, and I'm going to trust that they belong to you. Amen. Is there any visitor or friends in this place today that says, I've traveled some roads, preacher, that you would never understand. I've dealt with some things that you would never understand, but if you are saying that he is a good God, I'm willing to step out and receive the love and the goodness of God in this place, and I encourage you right now, just lift up your hands and begin to call on Jesus, and he is a lot closer than you realize right now. Come on, as they sing, let's begin to call on the name of Jesus right now. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, how he placed my feet. On solid ground makes me want to shout. I want to we can all come down Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Every one of us Lord, has been through a season where we don't understand, glory, where we don't know. But we need to put that in God's praise. hands today. Come on. Come down here and lay those burdens over the things you don't understand. And say, God, I don't know why. I don't know this. I don't know that. But I'm going to worship you. Hallelujah. All the glory and all the honor and all the praise. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid ground, makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all. 